Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning, Mosaic. Uh, yes, doing church at home the first weekend of 2022. Yes, I know it's a brand new year, but we are dealing with some of the same issues, aren't we? But hey, it's, it's, it's still good. It is still good. And so my prayer is that this message would encourage you that regardless of what you might be feeling, uh, if you're feeling excited about this new year or you're think, thinking it's, just, it's, the, it's a new year, but it's the same old issues, regardless of that, uh, my prayer is that this morning you'll be filled with hope and, and purpose. And that's why we are starting the, the year off with a focus, a focus. That is the word for this morning. And in fact, for the next 21 days, I want you to think about the word focus. What could happen if you focused for 21 days? Before we begin, though, a couple of good things, really amazing things. So last year, last month, we, um, we wanted to collect uh, $70,000 for a rebuild offering, and it was for three things. One, to end the year in the black. Uh, the second was to hire additional uh, next generation staff, and then also uh, to fund our missions projects. And guess what? Mosaic, you guys delivered. Not only did we raise 70K, we actually, uh, I got the exact number for you. We raised $74,407. And I just want you to know every dollar counts. And for those of you who've given, that's $7 right there, that counted. And so, so grateful because in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of all this, we were able to come together and accomplish something. And we're going to be able to do the things that we set out to do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're wondering, is there still enough time to give to her? That I don't know. I mean, maybe there is. I'm not quite sure if you backdate something. I don't know. But hey, for those of you who did give, remember, you have ownership now to what we're doing in the future for, for this year. So thank you again, again. Also, also, if you're just joining us first time and you're like, uh, what's you, what are you guys about? Or um, you missed, for some reason, you missed the Sunday morning uh, like Christmas show because obviously you had Christmas, you were busy. Um, Man, we'd love for you to check it out because we highlight all the amazing things we we were able to do together. We are able to step into last year. So just some really, really great stuff. So let's talk about today, this idea of focus. Now, recently I told some of you guys that I had... Um, uh, I had to wear glasses again. Like I, I, I've, I spent like, I don't know, 20 years without glasses because I got LASIK and now I've got glasses once again. I have a love-hate relationship with glasses. In fact, I was thinking, should I even bring those out? And I've, I've, I, I just don't know. I like them because for some people, they make me look intelligent, which is good. Uh, but for other people, I mean, they're like, you know, whatever, you know, you got glasses and I just don't, I don't know. But here's the issue. 
Here's the issue. See, life before glasses was, uh, was different because um, I did not have this thing called depth perception. It was affected by it. So especially when I'm driving, I, 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 I could tell when I put the glasses on the depth perception uh, I did not live with for a long time, nor did I live with the details. So, like, so when I wore glasses, details and depth was affected. And I just wonder if that is a great analogy for us like, what if you and I were called to really focus in and, and, and get a taste of the depth of what God wants us to, um, to, to live in and even the details that he's a part of? Like, what would happen? I think that once you get a taste of it, you won't want to go back. I mean, that's why I keep wearing my glasses uh, when I need to because I'm like, I, I, I tasted it. What would it look like for you and I for the next 21 days to focus and see the depth and the, the, just the details that God wants us to experience in our life? Not just the quantity of life, but the quality of our lives and our dreams and our hopes. So that's, that's my hope, that we would do that. So let's just jump right in. What does that even look like? What that looks like is for you and I to uh, seek God for 21 days uh, and seek his wisdom for the direction of our lives. And it's all connected to Daniel. Daniel 10, if you heard about it, I know I mentioned it a couple of times, uh, but here's our kind of our, our, our key point here, our key verse here that inspires us. And this is uh, Daniel's writing. He says this. He says, then he, this is the angel, um, said, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your requests has been heard in heaven. And I have come in answer to your prayers. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns a time yet to come. Profound things right now gives, uh, first of all, it gives us a, a picture of what is really happening in our lives has a dual, like a multi, uh, multiverse situation. If you're into Marvel, you know what I mean. Okay, but there is a the world that we do not see, do not really interact with in a sense, but does affect us that there is a spirit world, there is something out there, there's more going on than meets the eye. Your pain, your sorrow, your good, your bad, all the decisions you and I are making, all the prayers that we've been praying that we don't have answers to, all of those things, all of those things have like this spiritual uh, uh, invisible world that's, that's affecting those concepts. But it, what I want you to understand here and focus is not just the fact that there's this spiritual thing that's going on behind the scenes. It's this. Number one, he says that when you begin to uh, pray for understanding and you humbled yourself before God, the day you did that, the day you did that, he says here, your requests were heard in heaven. Your prayers are heard in heaven as soon as we pray. And so for some of you, you're wondering, you know what, I'm not quite sure if prayer works anymore. I think COVID took it out. And I'm saying, like, I think before COVID, prayers were answered. With COVID, I don't think what happens. I, I think it just, I don't know what happened there. And I think for some of us, you've, like, stopped praying. You know this, I know this. You're like, I'm not quite sure. Because it's easy to live life without hope because then you're not disappointed. But when you pray and it doesn't work out, you just lose faith in prayer. But here, it reminds us that, no, your 
your voice and my voice is heard in heaven. And you might think, I'm not quite sure. I don't know where I believe, what I believe. I'm not quite sure, man. You don't know my relationship with God. It's kind of, you know, uh, strained here. I'm, we haven't talked in a while. I just want you to know that as long as you humble yourself, you seek to understand, and you start talking to heaven, your voice is heard in heaven. But that's not even the focus. The focus is this. Do, do you hear heaven? See, we, 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 our voice is heard in heaven, but do you and I hear heaven? So when, when we have this answer back, when we get this, when we put ourselves in a place uh, to pray, are we putting ourselves in a place to actually hear? And see, that's why I want you and I to focus for 21 days, not to pray better. Now, I'm talking about like, like I want you to focus spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, like what could happen in 21 days? I mean, you know and I know habits are formed, habits are even broken in 21 days. There's, there's something to that. But what would it look like for you and I to really focus in and hear and learn and create a habit to hear with God, like a daily, even daily check-in with Him? Uh, what would it look like for us to like, say, okay, I'm, I'm going to hear. Like, I'm all about the hustle, okay? I'm all about, like, let's make some plans, let's make some resolutions, let's do that. But I think we need to li- really listen more than hustle. We need to learn that habit to hear from God. Because the things that you and I are going to face this next year, God only knows, right? God only knows. So that's my plead to us. What would it look like for us to do that? And I think if we don't, if we don't um, get this down, I think we'll find ourselves really just lost uh, and, and find ourselves really confused and uh, we would waste time trying to navigate life and decisions in our, in our world. Uh, so recently my, my son turned 18. Big, big birthday, 18. And so I surprised him uh, with a, a one-night, two-day trip to New York City, and uh, we went and watched a Broadway play because he's, in, he's super into theater, and man, it was a great, great trip, super great trip. But what was unique about the trip, though, um, this was last month, because uh, because like you're like recently because New York is shut down. I, I know. Last it was last month. Okay, and what's funny was, ironically, I was there for like you know two days, full two days sort of, but I had so many people. At least four. I kid you not. Four to five people asked me for directions, and I'm like walking around. They're not even looking at Asher. They're looking at me and they go, "Hey, can you help me?" I'm like. And I've got my own phone, like I've got my own device that I'm kind of trying to figure out where to go. This person, these people are like, you know, obviously you know where you're going. And I'm like, and so what's, here's what's funny. Several times, I kid you not, it was this. They would ask me where, where um, such and such building was. I'm like, I don't know. And I would stop my navigation to where I'm going, put in their address on the same phone that they have on the same app and show them. I'm like, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you so much. I'm like, you have the same phone. You have exactly the same phone. And it kept on happening, and I'm like, my, my son was like, you know what, Dad, I think you look like you're from New York. So I look from like, I'm, like, I'm from here. I don't even know. I don't even know. I think, check this, check this out. I think people do this spiritually. Not just with me, but I think we do it with others. I, like, spiritually, sometimes people will come to me having the same tools I have. And uh, they're like, hey, uh, do you know how to get here? in life. Do you know how to get there? And I'm like, well, let me just look at the same tools that I have to show you. And here's what I'm getting to. 
I'm getting to the point that this year, you and I could change that. Instead of asking for direction from other spiritual people, how about we learn to navigate life with God's Holy Spirit, with His wisdom? Because if we seek His wisdom, then He can set the course to, for the direction of our lives, and it can help us navigate the decisions in our life. Because the decisions you and I have are pretty extreme. Are pretty, uh, and what I mean by extreme, they're out there, all, all kinds. Because as a, as a single mom or as a CEO of a large company, I mean, or if you have one client or 10 clients, if you're starting the, a, a business versus you're trying to retire from a company, I mean, there's so many decisions out there trying to figure out, are we going to have a baby? Are we going to try again? Or are we just going to give up hope here? Or what are we going to do? Or like, hey, I'm losing my kid. I'm not quite sure if I can talk to him anymore. What's happening? I mean, we have so many decisions. Man, wouldn't it be great to not be asking other people, in a sense, but learning to hear, learning to navigate with God spiritually. So what, what does it look like? Well, let's remember, it's not about does heaven hear you, but do you hear heaven? So I want to jump into a passage of Scripture, which I will just what I want to forewarn you, in a sense, like when you put yourself in a place the, to hear from God, you might hear something like this. You might hear uh, these, these things that you, you might go, well, I'm not quite sure. God, I feel like God wants me to move in this direction. I'm not quite sure if this feels good because it, it doesn't feel good, or I think it really feels good. How do you navigate that? So let's just jump in. Let me take you to a passage in, in Acts chapter 9. So chapter 9 is pretty fascinating because Here's what happens. Chapter 9 starts off, uh, verse 3 starts off talking about a guy named Saul who eventually becomes Paul, one of the most popular uh, apostles. I mean, this guy wrote most of the New Testament, and this guy started lots of churches. I mean, he gets a lot of credit. But this guy was passionate. He was, he was zealous, but he started off on the other side on the wrong side in a sense, like he was against the way of Jesus. So when you read this passage, when you read the story, you, what you learn is he is now going out and he's hunting down disciples. It's happening. He's, he's talked to officials. He's talked to high priests, Jewish people. He's, he's, he's in the political world a little bit too. He figures out a way to legally, legally arrest Jesus' followers and imprison them because he does not want the Jewish way, the Jewish traditions to be washed away because Jesus came and shook everything up. And it messed up a lot of people's religious institutions. And Paul, who was Saul, was a part of that. So it's in the middle of this, as he's walking, as he, sorry, is he going, is he traveling to Damascus, he gets this encounter with Jesus where uh, he gets knocked down, and then he hears a voice, and it's Jesus saying, why are you persecuting me? If you read the story, you know what I'm talking about, but, but if, you even, if you haven't read it, it's fascinating to go back and read. And people hear the voice. They don't see anything, but Paul is struck blind. And basically, God gets his attention. Jesus gets his attention. He's like, I want you, I know you're passionate, I know you're going this direction, I'm going to stop everything, I'm going to step in, and I'm going to change something, the course of your life. And so what happens is, he is struck by blindness, and he is now blind. He's led, led, led somewhere else, and he is blind. Now, 
this story is, yes, about Paul's conversion, but it's actually about Ananias. He is, seems to be the second guy on this, uh, 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 on this story, but I think he is very prominent. I think he's the main character of uh, the story that I want to tell you. It's the, it's the point that God wants us to understand when he calls us to certain things, what do we do? When we, when we are passionate towards him, what can we expect God to do? And to, to how does he move? So when you and I go, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to focus in, I want to spiritually focus in, and I'll talk about details a little bit more on practically how to do that. But um, if you go, okay, okay uh, what can I expect? Let me tell you, Here's a couple of things you can expect. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to jump right in where, where actually Ananias shows up into the story. And it basically says now that Paul was blind for three days. He did not eat. He did not drink. I mean, he had a moment. And then the story starts. It says, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. A disciple meaning he was uh, the guy who he followed Jesus. Paul was against all of Jesus' followers. Remember that. There was a major conflict going on here. Okay, So this guy's name is Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. And then the Lord told him, Go to the house of Judah on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying in a vision. He has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Now, I just want you to just for a second think, you remember the first passage we read where Daniel's waiting, and then someone is going to show up, an angel shows up, and now you just, just suppose this story. Now you've got Paul waiting, praying, fasting, blinded, and now God gives another disciple and that's how you and I relate. The other disciple to come in and be a part of what God is doing supernaturally. And so Ananias is proposed, has been given this opportunity. And this is, this is the first one I want you to understand. When God tells you to do something, when he kind of gives you a vision or gives you an inclination, it's one first move, I think, it's, it's basically an obedience move. Okay? I think there's three kinds of moves in a sense, but the first one is an obedience kind of move. Like God will call you to do something, in, in, and you can expect this as you fast and pray and you focus. The, the, the next thing that you're going to do in 2022 might be an obedience thing. That means is it's not something you want to do. Like You don't want to be a part of this, but God might ask you to put your will aside and do his will. Could God be asking you to do something right now. I mean, I just want you to be prepared that as you move into the future, as, we, as you seek him, just know that God's going to ask you for a move, and it might be just an obedience move. An obedience move is reminding us that it is bigger than you and me. It means purpose, destiny. Our purpose is bigger than you and me. Our calling is bigger than you and me. In a sense, it's not just about you, and it's just not about me. If you're going to ask God to speak to you about the future, if you want to ask him about dreams and visions, if you're going to ask him about, hey, what, God, what do I want to do? He's going to give you an obedience move. And guess what? Obedience is always connected to something bigger than you. We think it's personal. 
See, because when we think of obedience, we think submission. Oh, man, I don't want to submit. I don't want to do this because I want this. I want to make it. I want to do this my way. I have an idea. I have thoughts. I have ideas. This is what I want to go. This is the direction. See, obedience is not about uh, submission. It's actually about a bigger mission. Like obedience, our personal obedience is always connected to a bigger mission that God is trying to accomplish in us and in the world. And so just so you know, you might be called for that. You see, I think sometimes we forget. And Ananias was reminded, hey, Ananias, I know you're a disciple of, of mine and you're a, you're a Christian. You know, I get that. You're, you're people of the way. That's what they were called. But you're not just a Christian. Remember, you're supposed to be the church. See, Ananias right there was reminded. No, his spirituality is not where he and God and does his stuff. No, no, no. He's God's going to ask him to be a part of something bigger, and it's obedience. Why is it obedience? Because Ananias knew who uh, Saul was. He knew that this was going to change a lot of things for him. This is not what he woke up with that morning going, I'm going to, I'm going to make a difference. No, this was not his resolution. This was not his next plan. This was not his thing. But God says, hey, 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 I want you to understand that when I speak to you about your life, it's going to be bigger than you. It just is. Friends, as a church, we have to remember, we are the church, not just Christians. We are called to be the church. And we're called to be the church, not just at church, but at the gym, at, at, at home, at, in the classroom, with clients, in team me- meetings. We are part of something big. Could God be calling you to something bigger than yourself? I think you should be ready for that. Secondly, I think it's a faith move too. So God calls you to obedience, but then he also calls you to faith. The move that he wants you to make maybe this year might be connected to a faith deal. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean is, is that, that means that you will need help. You, in fact, will need other people's faith even. You will. So let's go back to the story. So now God t- tells Ananias, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and place hands on him to restore his sight. You're part of something bigger. So what's the response? Ananias says, Lord, I have heard many reports about this man and, and, and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. Now, you know what's funny is that when you hear God say something that, uh, for you to do, like make this decision, go this direction, try this, go after that, restore this, you always, and I think I do too, um, we, we can't tend to explain to God, do you, do you see what the problem is? Like, let me just explain to you the situation. Like, our idea is, at least mine is, if I just explain to God why this is a really dumb idea, he'll be like, you know what? You're right. I don't know what I was, I don't know what I was thinking. I missed that. Did you, what? I did not know. Man, you know, you're brilliant. Why don't you may start making decisions? No. See, our prayer life always does work like that. We describe in detail. You know why we tend to? Because we hear a voice inside of us, man, that scares us. God says, hey, do this. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Hey, trust me with this. Let this person go. Oh, my gosh, I can't. I can't. And then you begin to explain. What is that? It's not an obedience move. It's a faith move. It's a faith calling. It's a faith thing. And I was like, 
hey, you do know, right? This guy kills people like me. And so you want me to go and heal him. This is, this is seriously, this is a serious faith thing. And so when it comes to faith, especially in religious circles and even in, spirit, in Christianity, we, we battle between the tension of clarity and certainty. You know, like sometimes we go, okay, I, um, sometimes God's like very clear, but not certain. As in like this, I'm clearly telling you, you should do this, but uh, there's a lot of ambiguity of how it's actually going to play out. And then sometimes we get certainty. We are certain about this, but we're not clear the next step. See, you know what I've realized? I've realized that with God, you only get one. Sometimes you get certainty. And sometimes you get clarity, but it's usually just one with God. That's when you know it's a faith move. That's when you know you're going to need help. You're going to need other people in your life. You see, right here, God is showing that Paul's life is connected to Ananias' faith. He, Ananias, is going to go and use his faith. He's going to be there to serve, what, Paul. Now, Paul did not... Paul knew that Ananias realized how big of a deal this was. But man, when God calls us to something, to faith, God calls us to a, to a direction, we don't know the outcome. Just know this. It's, um, it's, it's bigger than you think, but it's also, it, it's, it's more profound than you think. It's not just bigger, it's deeper. It's deeper. When you and I don't act on faith, like we know what we should do, and we just forfeit it. Like we go, I know I'm supposed to do that, but I'm not going to. You change. You change. But when you do act on faith, when you live out your faith, when you do things, when you are not sure, not clear, but you step out, that changes the kind of person you become. You all of a sudden, um, your character changes. And so this is a character issue as well. So what could God be asking you what could, what could God be asking you to, to attempt that will require um, a lot of faith? Maybe even someone else's faith. All right, lastly, when God calls you, be ready for this. When you hear him um, and you're like, I'm not quite sure if it's God, you might hear something that's going to, um, it's going to be a sacrifice. It's not just obedience. It's not just faith. It's um, It's sacrifice like sacrifice. It will cost you. It's going to be bigger than you. You're going to need help, but it's going to cost you. And I think we don't like to talk about that because you're like, oh no, salvation is free. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Grace is free, free, free. But man, man, transformation costs you everything. Let me say that again. Grace, salvation, free. Transformation will cost you everything. You now change you lose certain things. I think for some of us, sacrifice is a great word for today. Because I think if you and I really embrace it, it will set the course of our lives and it'll actually set us free from some things. So let's jump in. What, what does that mean in this story? So we know that um, God responds to him, tells him, you know, you know, this is what you need to do, right? So what he says is this. He says, go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Okay, maybe at that point Ananias is like, nice, because the boy has been, you know, causing us to suffer. This will be good. I don't know. But then it says, then Ananias went to the house, entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, brother, 
Saul. I just want you to remember he said brother Saul. I'll explain in a little bit. He said, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, why should we focus on Brother Paul? Ananias goes from Paul of Tarsus is the enemy of the Jesus movement to now Brother, Brother Saul. You know, Saul's name changed to Paul as well. It was a total transformation. But Ananias had to pay a cost. It was a sacrifice. I just want you to understand the pressure here. Okay, you, If you think about what he is doing, is he's going to the number one enemy, in a sense, of the movement of Jesus, who has been blinded, and he's going to go there to heal him. Paul was there at the stoning of Stephen, who was one of the disciples, who was one of the apostles, there are so many people who've suffered at the hand of Saul. There are people who've lost loved ones, who haven't seen their loved ones because they've been imprisoned by this guy. And now Ananias is the guy who will forever be the guy who goes in and heals Paul. Now we know what Paul did, but they did not. It could have gone bad. It's not like, okay, you heal Paul, and Paul comes back, he can see again, and he goes into full on, and he kills more people, and then you're the guy who healed him because you heard God say something. We get the luxury of knowing what happened, but right there in that moment, it was a cost to his image. It was a cost to him, to his, his spirituality. It was cost. It was a cost. It was a cost. It was a cost. See, sometimes God might ask you to do something that will cost you things. Sometimes God will ask you to be kind to someone that could actually kill a relationship with someone else. Sometimes God calls us to do some things that will just be totally what God wants. But people around us will not understand. It will cost us some relationships. It's, not, it's strange, isn't it? That your kindness and my kindness can someone, to, some, to one person can kill a relationship with another person or another group. But it happens. It shouldn't be that way, but it happens. So what is something that God could be calling you to? Is it a sacrificial move? It's a, is it a, does it require faith or does it require um, just straight up obedience? Either way, I want to inspire you. I want to I plead with you in a sense to um, make sure that as you listen to this talk or maybe go back and listen to it again, I, whatever you need to do, um, make sure you realize that Regardless of what's going on in the world right now, you could and I could have an opportunity to start something. Start a daily habit of checking in with God. The daily habit of seeking God's wisdom for the direction of our lives. If we start this habit, friends, I mean, it could change so many things. Just being honest with you guys, I mean, I think there are behaviors, there are patterns that I have taken on this year that I'm like, man, I just wish I could stop. Like, have you done that? 
Is it coping? Is it anxiety? Whatever it is, it's things that we've just fallen into. You're like, you know, I'm eating too much. I'm drinking too much. I'm, I'm listening to such and such too much. I'm, I'm entertaining myself too much. I'm just distracted too much. I'm whatever, whatever. And you know and your soul knows you've got to stop that and you feel like you can break out of that. You know, Hebrews um, 12 tells us this. He says, listen, since we are surrounded by such great, such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and especially the sin that so easily entangles us and let's run the race with perseverance. He's like, hey, there are people in your life. There's God in your life. There's a, an invisible world cheering you on. And the stuff, the sin that so easily entangles you, you can break this off. And let's run the race fully. So friends, what could we do? What could we do in 21 days? What could you change, release, restore in 21 days? And so here's what I want you to do. For 21 days, corporately, I'd love for us to do two things. Okay? Number one, I want you to fast. Give up something, an activity, but mostly I would say some kind of food. Okay? You, don't go, you don't have to go crazy with it, but some kind of fast. Maybe it's like you, you fast um, uh, all the meals one day. Maybe you fast one meal. Maybe you fast a certain kind of food. And I know they're uh, talking to people. There are people who are thinking, of, I'm going to give up uh, a particular kind of food. I'm gonna, some people are like, I'm going to give up alcohol. Hey, whatever is a sacrifice, whatever will break the, the pattern of behavior, do something. But it has to cost you. It has to be hard. And then I want you to fast, and then I want you to pray. And what, that, what does that mean? Again, not just, hey, I want heaven to hear me. No, no, no. I want to hear from heaven. So what that means is I want you to have a daily check-in, a daily check-in with the God. Replace an activity and do a daily check-in with God. It's a walk, it's a drive, it's a bike ride, it's whatever you want to be. It's a journal entry. It's something that you will do. It's a worship song you will listen to for 21 days. I don't know. But what do you have to do to make that happen? Friends, we can do this. And this, this habit will change our lives in a sense. That's my prayer for us. Man, what could we release? What could we restore? What could we break out of in 21 days? Hey, can I pray for you? Let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you so much for this conversation. I thank you, God, that uh, as we have heard this, some of us are right now, um, right now so clear about the fact that what, what you're calling us to do is is is, is, is just foggy right now. We don't know. Because the truth is that some of us are wrestling through um, just being hopeful again. Um, some of us are going, I don't know if I can get excited about this year. It's not starting off so well. For others of us, we are pretty pumped about this year. God, we don't, we don't know what's, what's going to happen this year. But God, my prayer is that we would take the time, focus in, for 21 days, God, give up something and start something. Stop something, start something. God, give up something, replace something. God, we would focus. We'd focus in a way that we would see the depth and all the details, God, that you want us to experience in our life. God, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.